Welcome back to another episode of Mindful Endeavors. I'm your host, New Age Alchemist. Today, joining us is Brandon from Dust Off Fishing. Uh, really quick before we go into the discussion, uh, as always, we are not mental health professionals. We're just here talking about the topic of mental health and the outdoors and to see if we can establish a connection in terms of like the outdoors being as a way a way of you know de-stressing, decompressing ourselves. And also, we're just, we encourage people to seek help if they need it and to keep the conversations going around mental health. All right, now we got we got that out of the way, uh, Brandon. So we have met you in a fishing community on Instagram, which is how I've met a good portion of my guests here. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, you're really you're a really cool guy to talk to. You're a really positive person. You have great content and everything. But you know, really quick, uh, introduce yourself for, so everybody can know a little bit more about you. Yeah, I'm Brandon. Uh, I live in Missouri. I'm 40 as of last Tuesday, so I'm kind of an old guy. Uh, in the Instagram game. Um, I'm active duty military. I have 21 years in the army and um, my current job is helicopter uh, pilot in a Black Hawk. But <clears throat> for anybody who's ever served, they know that the commissioned officer is generally speaking a people manager before the, I mean, I still fly the same amount as I have to, but I do spend a lot of time working on other problems besides just helicopter problems. So um, I was kind of attracted to this podcast in particular. Mental health is something that is uh, important to me. It's something that's a part of my life. I've had a lot of people that I've worked with and for that um, suffer with some issues resulting from their military service. <clears throat> and uh, I fish uh, quite a bit, but it's relatively new to me. I've, I've fished for a few years, uh, consistently, but before that I took a long break. So, uh, I'm still learning every day and, uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to you and, and getting to know you a little bit better too. So. Yeah, uh, definitely same here. I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little bit more and, um, you know, I hope our viewers and listeners will enjoy the conversation as well. I'm pretty sure they will. Um, yeah, just like you, I didn't really, uh, fish a whole lot beforehand i've only had like about a year or so of fishing and um something that kind of got into it just uh i guess out of necessity more or less it happened right around the time of like we had the COVID lockdowns i didn't have anything to do the gyms were pretty closed and during that time the gym was kind of more what took up a lot of my time so those being closed the only thing really being available was parks and you know ponds and here and there so i was like all right i had a spinning reel that i bought two years from that point never used it Learn now's as good as time as any to try to try to you know learn how to fish, and basically that kind of sparked the like I mentioned plenty of times on the podcast like that kind of sparked my interest even more in discussing mental health, and that's what gave birth to this podcast. And I'm trying to do my best to kind of bring conversations forward. Um, like I said at the start of the show, I'm not necessarily I'm not a mental health professional, but I at least want to talk and making sure that that all a lot of aspects that of that you know affect mental health are covered and sometimes they're not even talked about in the mainstream so you know that's and definitely um one of the topics that don't that i i, I don't see a lot of co coverage on is like mental health in the armed services so uh, i don't know if you want to briefly talk about more or less like what you've seen in that yeah so um i'm not going to say it's inadequate but one of the one of the things that you know i'm in the army but i'm in the army national guard so you know they call that the weekend warrior the two weeks uh or uh, two weeks a year one week in a month and <clears throat> so you know I, I deal a lot of times with people that have other jobs other careers other interests 28 days a, a month and so where i think we fall short is having uh easy accessible and affordable quality mental health um, coverage for those that spend the majority of their time not in the uniform. Uh, I wear a uniform to work every day, but um, the Missouri National Guard has about 9,000 people in it. I think it's like 9,600. There's 690 people that are active duty in that organization. So the other uh, 9,000 folks or so basically just do this, um, part-time. So, um, if I were to ask probably a majority of the soldiers in our uh, organization where they can go get some counseling or, 
some help if they needed it in their local area. It wouldn't be something that was in, intuitive or natural for them. They'd have to figure it out. And so mm -hmm. whenever you make things hard for people, um, generally speaking, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it, there's a parallel to the homeless problem in LA with that because, um, I mean, uh, I think in the eighties, the mental health resources in LA were starting to get shut down. Um, so right around that time that correlated with the increasing homeless population. And I do, I do think that, uh, mental instability, uh, probably attributes to a lot of that. I mean, you have different factors of homelessness, but I think that also contributes to it. And, uh, it's one of those things where like, like you said, like if you take away the access or the resources, it's harder for somebody to figure it out on their own. And that's kind of one of the things that I don't like that, uh, we don't talk about a lot in terms of like news, you know, health, you know, that stuff. It's just where, where can you find these resources? Where can you find information, whether it be on the internet, like, I mean, at least we have the positive of, you know, having the internet, you know, the accessibility to that, because we can start Googling, but even then, like, we don't, there's not like a specific refinement search, so we can go like, okay, go here, do this, and and then a lot of times, like, somebody might see a person that's walking and acting what they, what they assume is normal, but in reality, they don't know what's going on in their head, or what's going on in their life, and what is affecting them specifically, you know, nobody understands that. And a lot of times we don't even take the time to really understand that. So it's kind of an issue that I kind of take to heart as well. And, you know, just something as simple as just saying, Hey, have a nice day, you know, to somebody that you don't even know, you might have just brightened that person's day and that might keep going to somebody else that they talk to somebody else they run into and you never know. Yeah. So yeah, you're kind of talking about the trickle effect. I think, I think when we talk about, um, at least, <clears throat> I try to figure out what my role in that is. And generally speaking, when things get to me, they've gone through multiple levels of uh, leadership uh, before I find out about them. And so what I feel like kind of my major role in this whole <clears throat> mental health awareness, suicide awareness type of game is one, I, I want to tell, I want to make it okay for people to ask for help or to need help. And, and I think one of the ways I can do that is just to explain to people that I've had issues with my own mental health. I've had, uh, in fact, I had a therapy session this evening for an hour and a half. So um, I want to make it okay for them to ask for help. And then I want to provide the resources that uh, I can provide in the most easily accessible way that I can provide them so that people can have them if they really do feel like they need them. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, like I said, in the start of the show, like you're definitely a positive person. So I, I know that you're trying to spread the positivity. And that's, a, I think that's huge in terms of like destigmatizing the the fact that, you know, people think that asking for help is going to make them look weak or something when it really shouldn't. I mean, yeah, and there's a difference I think, between happiness and positivity. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about me, for example, I mean, there are days, um, where I feel less happy or less positive. And I always just tell people whenever I'm feeling that way, I just would rather be silent than be negative. Or, um, you know, I might just take a rain check for that day on my positivity, but that's okay. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you kind of have to realize and understand how you feel and, um, you don't avoid that. I, my therapist told me that uh, anxiety is a problem that people want to want to want to run away from. They want to go away from the thing that makes them anxious. So, um, like for example, if something in Instagram makes you anxious, then you just avoid Instagram instead of actually getting in and solving the problems. Kind of like how exposure therapy works. But um, I think it's just important that if you're gonna be on social media, you kind of have to understand what it's about, and sometimes it's it's definitely can be a resource, but if you use it or uh, perceive it in the wrong way, it can definitely have a negative effect on your mental health. Yeah. The way you consume it is really important. Um, how do you prep your, like, how do you specifically prep yourself when you go into that kind of space? Cause I know, uh, for me, like you said, like when there's days that I don't feel as happy, like I, I'm kind of like, yeah, I just don't post anything or, I mean, I don't know if that's what you're, what you're referring to, but I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Um, uh, like recently I had a, a friend, a childhood friend that passed away. Uh, he was actually murdered. So it was not that like kind of like 
easy going, I guess. But uh, I just kind of stood just because I needed to process all that. Like it, I just took like three days off, four days off. I mean, it wasn't really like one of those things where like, oh, I'm going to take this amount of days off. It was just like when I'm ready, I'll come back. And you know, luckily it wasn't really too long of a time. But, you know, like but when I prepare, I prep myself to like to be in that space, like the very first thing that I, you know, keep in mind is that I'm going to put out whatever it be content, a positive message, whatever. And I'm not going to expect anything in return. Like I'm going to put it out and I hope that at least one person can benefit from it. <clears throat> even like with the captions and stuff like that, like I, I do my best to at least either make people think or make, make people laugh. And with that, I'm happy. Like I don't have to necessarily know like something that doesn't necessarily have to validate and saying like, Oh, this made me really laugh. It feels nice. Sure. But as long as, you know, if, if it, if it affects them in a positive way, you know, I'm happy and I don't have to, you know, get anything in return. That's one. And then two is just the fact that people are always going to, it's easier, like you said, to be negative than it is to be positive. Right. So I, I have to understand that going into it, but what do you do to kind of like mentally prepare yourself for that? Yeah. So one of the things I've done recently is I hide the like count. So the only person that can see the likes is me and that kind of puts me in a positive mental space because if a post isn't doing as good as I thought it would, then I can take from that post what I wanted to take from it, which was what do people like and what do people not like? And mm-hmm. I can, I can, for, I can basically suffer that. I wouldn't say failure, but I'd say I could suffer that, you know, setback privately and not in public because if you have a post that doesn't do good, it does, you know, that's there for people to see. And, um, I would, I would, de- that would definitely affect how I felt about myself, the post, you know, and, and you do that kind of in front of 7,000 people or whatever. So that's kind of one way. Another way is, um, <clears throat> I, I kind of feel like you have to be bold. And what I mean by that is you have to, you have to be who you are and a true representative of yourself. And sometimes it's okay to go on a post and say, Hey, look, uh, I don't have anything really witty, funny, or cool to say today. So we're just going to put this out here for you guys to enjoy. I hope you enjoy the content. And then lastly is, um, I try to treat Instagram as much as I possibly can, like a, a tool try to be as robotic about it as I can. Now, not to say that the relationships that I establish with people aren't real or the conversations I have aren't genuine. It just means that I get on Instagram at a certain time of day. I give it as much time as I think I need to give it at that very moment. And then I kind of step away from it. And then if you can kind of treat it more like a process and less like uh, validation for your life or your purpose, then I think uh, it will help you in a mental headspace that you want to be in a little bit more than normal. And I had somebody reach out to me recently and said, Hey, I, I noticed you haven't been on as much. Are you okay? And I said, yeah, you know, I just kind of got a little burned out and Instagram created a little drama in my life. I didn't like, and I needed to step away. And then lastly, I just want to say, I'm sorry about your friend. Um, I lost a friend in January that was really tough on me. And it's a, uh, it's like a trauma that, you know, you kind of relive a lot. And so, you know, taking a few days here and then maybe you need to take another few days in a couple of weeks, you know, and these things kind of surface themselves, um, you know, when you're not expecting it. So, and especially when somebody dies that you're close to and it's, it's very sudden or unexpected, that's definitely not good. So I, I I'm sorry for your free loss, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, like you said, the unexpectedness is what really kind of shocks you really. Uh, because nobody really, like, who can honestly say that they expect the, either themselves or somebody they're close to to just be gone forever? Like, I don't think anybody would say that, right? So, um, and yeah, like, I think I remember that uh, you did make a post at one point where you were saying that you were going to take some time off. And, uh, you know, it's that's completely respectable. I mean, like, respectable because we all need our our time you know, to heal from whatever, or just to kind of like, like you say, if you got burnt out, like you need, you know, some time to recharge those batteries. Cause I mean, I've personally, like I've, like I've, uh, I've seen that sometimes like, uh, like you said, like getting caught up in the, the light count, like when it's public might get a little bit more pressure. Cause I mean, you never know, like you never know who like who's judging or whatever and all that stuff. Cause I have also 
hidden my like count as well. And I've, <laughs> I've gotten some, some, uh, not backlash, but I've gotten some, like, some messages saying, like, why don't you, like, release the like count? I want to see how your post is. And, and it's from people that I talk to normally, so it's not like, like, they're haters or anything. But it's like, no, I don't want to. I just want to keep that to myself. Like, whether it's doing good or bad, I just want to keep it to myself. And, and like you said, learn from the posts, whether they're, they do well or this is more of the content they want to see. Um, and, yeah, like, I mean, one of the things that I'm going to start doing more, which I never really have done often, is kind of just putting more video of the actual catches to see if maybe, you know, people enjoy that. But, yeah, and um, all that kind of goes, you know, it's being, it's like, I guess goes hand in hand in a sense. Like, you know, uh, I think a lot of people, like, when they go on social media, especially when they look up to, like, a specific figure, whether it's fitness or, what, or, you know, from for a financial standpoint, like, they try to be too much like that person. And that kind of adds stress to them as well. Because then sometimes they see, like, oh, I'm doing this exactly the way this person is doing. Why isn't it working for me as what it is for them? Well, it's because it's not a one-size-fits-all blueprint. Like, you got to find what you're going to contribute to the space and just roll with that, you know, and it takes some time. It's not going to be easy. Nothing worth having is, is, uh, comes easy. Right. So, you know, that's kind of like my mentality, especially more so the last two years than ever. But, um, yeah, that's kind of high quality taken. And, uh, and, uh, the thing with like, um, my friend was kind of really, uh, weird because we both came from the same background. We both live in the same area. It was, which wasn't really a nice area by any means. Um, the thing is like, he, his, he never really hung out in the crowd that I hung out with. And I, even me, I wasn't so close to that, but for some reason, like it was a targeted effort and they, they basically ran him over and it was a targeted effort. Like it wasn't like by accident, like, no, they were, they were looking to basically, you know, murder him basically. So, yeah. So that was a little bit more, uh, kind of like hitting close to home considering that was where I grew up in and. You know, it was one of those things that I was fortunate to get out of. And, um, but yeah, and it's tough, man. Like, um, like it's tough. Cause like, even when it comes to healing, like, I'm like for me, like, it's like, it's hard not to really make a plan. Like, I mean, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna take it day by day because I don't know how I'm feeling the next day or the other, you know? Yeah. So, uh, mental health, I, I think is like, uh, is like a weight loss journey. So you know, everybody likes to think it's a straight line, right? It's like I weighed this much and then I'm weighing this much and there's a straight line between the two points. But in all reality, there's ebbs and there's flows with that. And there's going to be days where you're lower and there's going to be days where you're higher than, you know, you probably want to be. But as long as you're progressing, uh, you know, a direction that you want to be going towards, I think it's okay to give yourself some of those days to kind of step back and go, yeah, today i'm just not feeling it you know yeah i mean like we like uh what you said earlier about anxiety when you kind of want to like get away from it um would you think that well because you kind of said more it's like better to just kind of like be bold and go forward and tackle through that right um i guess like what about like the anxieties that like sometimes like either like self-doubt might put in somebody you know or lack of confidence like you know like how how would you think that somebody can approach those things like you know because uh i know i've had my issues with confidence growing up but you know it's it's mm -hmm. kind of tough to talk about because i i personally don't even know how how to get around yeah. it i got a couple things with that i guess um <clears throat> so my friend who died died in a helicopter crash and then being a helicopter pilot uh it's kind of like one of those things. Uh, and one of the reasons it hit home with me is because he was my age. He was, I would say, my ability level. Uh, he was one of my best friends. We had a lot in common. And um, so it's kind of like he, I died in a helicopter crash, if that makes sense. And so mm -hmm. it makes it makes me feel less invincible than I you know, generally would. So I took some time away from flying about let's say 30 days. And then I picked a day and I just decided that I'm going to go fly that day. And when I, when I got in and I I was talking to my co-pilot, I said, Hey, look, um, you know, I'm dealing with some stuff here. Uh, this is kind of like a get back on the horse kind of thing. I just want to be kind of nice and easy. I want to do something real simple today. I don't want to do a whole lot. I just want to kind of ease my way back into this. And 
go from there and, and one of the one of the examples i can give you i saw today which was just kind of cool there's this guy his name's daniel lee and i don't know him that well uh, i only know him from instagram and he does kind of seem like he uh is finding his way through life a little bit which i think we all are and i don't mean to put him on blast so um but he posted a video of himself singing in the car today and he said it was it was one of those things that he's never done before and if he ever sang in public he just covered the camera uh so people could hear him sing and you know i just i just said oh my god this is so awesome man and like i shared it on my stories in fact it's on my stories right now and it's it might be off now but it was so amazing and and i think you know that was probably very hard for him he was very anxious about it uh, and he started small he said okay i'm gonna cover the camera and i'm gonna do it this way and then you know once i get more comfortable with that i'm gonna kind of extend that a little bit there and it's the same thing with the helicopter okay the first flight back was real simple vmc approach uh approaches to hard surface runways during the daytime and then you know we can kind of get more comfortable with things that are scarier as we go on so i would just say taking the first step is probably the most important and being ready to take that first step is also important yeah no yeah well said i mean um one of the things that I struggled with with in life is just speaking in general really um i mean yeah i have my family i can speak to them but uh like just having conversations with people sometimes like like uh like not even looking at them in the eyes like it was that bad <laughs> it was that bad like it was just um uh, and that was the, one of the things i was struggling with confidence and uh it's kind of a some of my friends that have known me for a lot longer, like since like high school, like when they kind of reach out and they're like, Oh, you're going to do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, you do realize that requires talking to a camera and talking to people. And then people are going to be listening to you. Right. Like you realize that. Right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, uh, you know, set myself up for that one, but you know what? I have to do it. Cause like, if I like, uh, I'm not saying that like, I feel like my role is to talk about this, but I personally want to do this because it means a lot more now, especially with COVID hitting. I mean, uh, stuff around mental health was already bad enough as it was. Like you're talking about like teen suicide attempts, you know, the mental health with vets, a bunch of, a bunch of different things. It's multifaceted. So I just had enough really. And it was just at the drive to really at, at the very least do something like this to like help, you know, fight against that. Like I, you know, if you want to say it, put it that way, that drive, was more than the fear of actually talking on the camera. So even though my first episode was a little bad, like just because, again, like I'd never, you know, I had that fear of speaking to people and speaking on a camera and everything. Uh, it was a little rough, but, you know, like six episodes down the road and I got a little bit more confident. And uh, I think I'm a little, I'm doing a lot better now than from when I started back then. But uh, for me, it was like, you know, it was to a certain degree, little by little, but the first step was the biggest step for me, which was to actually launch the podcast. So that was the big step. And uh, yeah, and like, I'm, I'm hoping that people enjoy it. Um, I'm not really doing this necessarily to make a whole ton of money. If anything, like if it makes uh, enough for me to do this full time, then I'm going to go ahead and stick to this doing full time. And that's kind of like the long-term goal of this. But um, the long-term goal is for me to do this a little bit more, uh, like I said, full time, and then also be able to like, fun different projects that are related to mental health um even just doing something like charity events and things like that so that's kind of where i want to keep progressing but that first step was starting the podcast and once i started the podcast you know every little step is basically getting me there getting me there so yeah so i i understand completely like what you meant in terms of, of you know your example and like what your you know your advice in terms of like taking little steps here and there and then just taking that one step going forward but you're doing great I mean, I, I can't tell that you're having, you know, that you would have had those issues. So, you know, I think that's great. <laughs> you should check out the first episode of the podcast, at least like the first 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> well, so it was already bad enough that the whole thing was being done. Uh, so I was recording the sound on my tablet and recording the video on my phone. So there's a little feedback and that kind of like, Cause some audio issues <laughs> and then uh uh also like editing took a lot longer because i had to put two things together and you know it was just a nightmare and part of me was like okay i'm getting ready to give up and then i found 
you know, the StreamYard servers, which is what we're using now, and that made it a whole lot easier. So I'm like, okay, I can definitely, you know, do this. I mean, it still requires work, but, <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, check out the first episode if you really want to see like how like how much I progress in terms of like yeah hosting. You ever watch YouTube uh, videos of like I like to watch Richard Jean, um, but you know he's got videos from like 2015, and they're just to watch the progression of people's. Uh, video editing skills and you know honing their craft and stuff is pretty impressive so are you talking about richard what are you talking about richard gene the fishing machine yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i love his stuff i do yeah he's he's the one that uh got me like all hyped about trying to go for crappie well you know why i like richard gene because first of all people can relate to I don't know, personality, if that's the word. And like, you know, he just, I'm sure he probably felt a little sheepish about like sticking a net over his head and, you know, saying woo and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, I can just relate with um, his genuinity. So, you know, he's a really good fisherman and, and, you know, he's got some good techniques. Don't get me wrong, but and I enjoy watching that part too, but just, I kind of can feel like I can relate to him. You know, I think that's what people just want to do, whether that's, uh, on a podcast or on a YouTube videos, people want to connect. And so, um, most of the time people that commit suicide or are depressed, don't feel connected either to the world around them or the people they're in relationships with. And so, yeah, it's important to be able to connect as human beings to other human beings in some sort of way. Yeah. Um, the authenticity, um, like you said, from Richard, um, I mean, I think that's shines through more than anything else. And I think to be honest, now that, now that we're talking about it, that I think that's what also made me kind of keep watching a lot of his videos. Cause I mean, it's him going out catching crappie in different weathers. I mean, I guess you could say it's the same thing catching crappie, but you know, in different conditions, uh, but it's just the the fact that it's like okay, he seems down to earth, very authentic, very genuine. That's what makes me kind of keep watching it. Like I personally never liked reality shows because I knew, I knew they were not authentic at all. They were mostly scripted. Uh, like one of the shows I hated the most was the what is it, Jersey Shore. Me personally, <laughs> I know that might like offend a lot of people because a lot of people did like that, but uh, I just didn't like it. Like it's one of those things where. I, to this day, I can honestly say I did not watch a full episode of The Jersey Shore ever. I watched part of it, but then I was like, "No, I gotta shut this down. I can't. I can't. I can't do this." But you know, and um, I think along with like being authentic, because uh, I think I do think being authentic makes it easier to connect with somebody else. But on the other side, we need to have a little bit more patience in terms of getting to know somebody, because I think uh, patience is one of those things that we're losing, and we're losing really fast. Because I think that contributes to the attention, sp- the, our attention span declining. I mean, <clears throat> when you look at just like sitcom, perfect. The perfect example is like when you look at like sitcoms in the '70s. The whole theme song would play for like two minutes, and then where like nowadays with you know we have Netflix where it's like skip, skip. Uh, what is it? The opening credits. You have that little skip ahead thing, and a lot of people skip ahead because they don't want to even see. They don't want to even be bothered by like wasting like 20 seconds. So if we have more patience it's easier to like sit down for like, I mean, a few minutes, maybe an hour at the longest, like to really try to get to know somebody. And even then, I mean, you're not really going to get to know them completely, but you can at least have a better understanding of somebody and connect with that person where nowadays we're not, we don't have that same patience to actually try to connect with people. At least that's what I think. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, the good thing though, is like one of the things that helps me keep going is uh, looking at some of the positives. And for me, the positive of Instagram is like we have a fishing community, and that's how I got to meet you. That's how I got to meet a bunch of other, other one of our mutual, you know, connections that we have in in the fishing world. And uh, it's great. Like honestly, we get to share something we like to do, like to fish. And uh, you know, like you recently posted that uh, video of like catching the flathead on a six pound line, which is I thought was pretty cool. And I was just like, holy crap, man, that's awesome. There's something yeah. about the sound of drag screaming that just gets everybody going. Yeah. I, my, my I've watched favorite, that video my, like 10 times, I think. I think I watched it multiple times for sure. 
Uh, I know. I don't know. Like, cause it was when I first saw it, when I first like commented, I, I watched it like, I think two or three times before I, I wrote the comment and I was just like, yeah. Cause that's that sound, man. Like, I mean, personally, I like it from a uh, spinning reel a little bit more than a baitcaster Cause it just like, sounds like more of the gears just going and just yeah. and then when you're like setting the hook, you can still hear it. So I did, I will tell you, I did take some F bombs out of that video. Um, <laughs> I got some feedback on a podcast one time where I cussed too much. So I'm, I'm just a little sensitive to that. Not because I necessarily care, but I definitely want people to feel comfortable watching, you know, a mm. video. And if it didn't really contribute to the video, then I, I took it out. But I think, I think one of the best parts that people probably enjoyed was me falling on my, on my butt, uh, in that video. And then of course I, what's kind of funny about that video is I, cut out the first 30 seconds after I'd already finished editing it. And so the, the caption where it says, wait for me to start falling here is actually like 30 seconds past where I fell because I, I made a last minute edit to it and then posted it. So I, you know, I asked my buddy, I was like, should I take it down and put it back up? And he's like, nah, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Who cares? You know? So, I mean, it still worked out, but that's kind of the part of the Instagram stuff that we were talking about, right? Like, what does Instagram contribute to your life? Uh, you know, and I'm, it's different for everybody. So, and I don't necessarily expect you to answer that, but um, that's what you want to take. When you said, how do you prepare yourself mentally for, you know, whatever your day getting in Instagram is you think about the things that you enjoy about it and you focus on those and you try to get those things out of it. And then the things that you don't like about it, you try to avoid or limit as much as you can. And, you know, when I posted that post about mental health um, and going to see a, a therapist and, you know, that they want ambition um, stuff, you know, I had some people comment that, you know, it may have inspired them to go see somebody. So, you know, I think about that or like I had a guy named uh, Catching with Captain. He uh, tagged me in a post that said that he caught fish because of some advice that I had given, you know. So, I saw it in your story, yeah. So what I what I take most pride in in Instagram is um, helping people uh, or inspiring people to um, whatever level of greatness they aspire to. And if I can help in like some tiny way along that journey, that's that's what I'm going for. Yeah, I mean the, I mean basically like the catalyst effect, right? Like if you can be a catalyst for somebody, you know, helping themselves, enriching themselves, both you know mentally and spiritually, or you know, because I, I think uh, the outdoors is kind of a spiritual connection that you have with the outdoors. That's why I'm, that's what I you know mean by enriching yourself spiritually. Uh, I mean if you can be that catalyst, then you know it, it definitely makes the world a better place, even just a little bit, right? And the small changes eventually will become big you know they'll they'll accumulate to something big and i think uh going back to the concept of patience and having that attribute i mean it's all about being patient and uh cultivating the fruits of your labors and then the harvest comes and you'll see it like it'll, it'll be there um you know and i feel like uh we need we definitely need more of that i 100 percent like feel like that's what we need more of that and uh like you said like we have to take the little bits and pieces of like the interactions that we have on Instagram and build off of that. Like the stuff that that's worth building on, on that can create a solid foundation for inspiration for, uh, you know, uh, helping people be determined to do something. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same way that somebody's doing, but just, you know, Hey, like be inspired to create your own creativity. And uh, a guest of mine prior have, uh, has said that basically that, you know, and this comes more from a spiritual standpoint, but I think she's right when she says that everybody has something to contribute to this world. It's just that uh, sometimes either we have already that we've already contributed, but we don't know it because we're not uh, we're not too kind with ourselves the way we should be and acknowledging what you've already contributed or people just haven't found what they can contribute, what they can contribute yet. But we all have something we can contribute to the world. Right. Positive, of course, not 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 negative, but. Um, and I think she's right. Yeah, I definitely struggle with um, self-affirmation. So, 
yeah, I probably downplay my contributions in people's lives quite a bit. Mm. And, you know, I think that's just trying to be humble and, and, um, but you know, like uh, when you, when you switch, so I just switched jobs inside the army, you know, and I had to leave a group of people that I very much enjoyed working with. And, um, you know, I had a going away luncheon and I had people giving me gifts and, you know, pat me on the back and tell me, you know, all these nice things. And I, and I just feel like, you know, you know, like probably a lot of people do where you just feel like you just were trying to do your job and do as good as you could at that. Um, but I think people appreciate, you know, connections if you can make those and honesty. So, but yeah, I think she's probably right. I think that's probably a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, um, if it takes a little bit of inspiration, like the catalyst effect, like, you know, to get, you know, for somebody to like be able to put put their contribution out to the world, then I mean, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's like, it's just us, you know, interacting with each other for, for the better. Right. Um, I think that's huge. And I think we, we, it's, it's, it, it all comes from a sense of community. Right. Um, I feel sometimes like that may be falling apart sometimes. I try not to be too pessimistic about that though, because um, I don't want it to really influence the way I carry myself through life or on Instagram. Like you said, it's a lot, it's really easy to fall into a negative space and projecting that into the world. Um, but uh, one of the things that kind of like, maybe since you talked about like being humble, uh, one of the things that I'm starting to like see, it's like, like, I mean, the best way to go for me, it's like, be like, be hungry in defeat and humble in success. Um, I think both those combinations, it's like, probably like the best thing to really to like, try to push myself to, all right, well, at the very least, I'm in a competition with myself from what I was today to how I was today, a year ago, two years ago, and so on. Um, losses don't necessarily mean that I lost if I don't learn from, them, you know, that whole cliche, like, you know, a loss is only a loss if you can learn from, you know, your mistakes. So I think uh, that's kind of like how I'm trying to live my life. And it's a little bit difficult when you have different things that are going on in the world with family and, and you know, work and everything um, and even just friends and stuff. So but um, like the good thing is that the connections that I have, whether it be on Instagram or, you know, in, in person, like you with my neighbor, like he and I just at like 11 o'clock at night, we just go outside and we find each other and we just start hanging out, just talking about random stuff like fishing and other stuff. And it's just, you know, that like if I have a bad day where I didn't really get to talk to anybody, that interaction kind of clears it away. So, right. Yep. But um, so what got you into fishing? Like, you know, like, because I know we did talk about like how, you know, you put that video and I'm pretty sure you got that uh, the, the flathead video, like they got some good, uh, feedback from that because you know it was a pretty impressive feat on a six pound line being able to catch a giant flathead like that you know that's pretty impressive but what do you enjoy the most about just you know going out and fish yeah so i kind of got into fishing on an annual trip um a buddy of mine in the army takes every year to the boundary waters near canada and uh when i got back from iraq uh, in 2019 i you know, when you, when you don't spend a year, you kind of like give a year to the, you know, the, like the universe when you deploy, because everything just continues to happen here and you're in that little bubble wherever you are. So mm-hmm. you are, you evaluate a lot of things. And I had taken a trip like that when I was in high school and really enjoyed it, but I hadn't done anything like that since. And I found out that he was going on that trip and I kind of got myself on the trip and I went in 2019 to the Boundary Waters, and it's basically like an eight-day camp, cook, fish, uh, canoe kind of adventure in the middle of the wilderness, and you don't have any cell coverage or cell service, and so you kind of reconnect with a lot of things, yourself, nature, fishing, <clears throat> camping, and, and whatnot. So. Uh, after I got back from that trip, uh, I kind of realized how much I enjoyed fishing and um, started slowly into that. Uh, bought a boat in May of uh, 20, right around COVID hitting. Kind of like you, you know, uh, 
COVID kind of pushed me into the fishing all the time realm just because there's very little to do other than be outside in nature. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's kind of spiraled from there. So I started the page in November of 2020. So it's about nine months old. We're obviously pushing uh, content uh, almost daily, sometimes twice a day. And um, I'm really just enjoying learning more about fishing. Other people have really helped on that journey, especially in Instagram. You know, you kind of, I, I, I use Instagram a lot for just learning what people are doing and what's working for them and, and trying to apply that myself. And, uh, yeah, so, and then, you know, like you said, um, I've kind of started to push my adventurous, uh, streak a little bit here and explore some of the rivers and lakes around me that I haven't gone on before. And so it's kind of a nice little way to, to kind of spice it up, if you will, in my day-to-day grind. Yeah. The, the most, uh, fun I've had fishing is where one where I had to basically hike to, the river to you know and it was a pretty steep hike it was actually worse going back up than it was going down but that was probably the most fun that I had the entire like all of 2020 really and um i don't know it's just for me fishing just being out near the water like i don't i lose track of time so easily like it's it's ridiculous like like uh some of my friends joke about me being late uh, to certain social events and it's usually because I've been fishing up until like 9 p.m. Like, Can you hear me? Yeah. Lost you. Is it me? Oh, you lost me? Can you, can you hear me? You got audio? Yeah. Oh, dang it. I wonder why I don't have audio. <clears throat> you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, you kind of froze right now. How about now? Yep, I can hear you. Got me now? Yep. What the hell? Okay, can you hear me? Hmm. Bear with us, guys. We're having a little bit of a issue. We're going to get back up as soon as we can. Can you hear me? Still got nothing. Hmm. Are we good now? I can hear you. Or you can hear me, but I can't hear you. You can't hear me? No. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I just let me unplug and, and let me unplug and unplug myself. Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hmm. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. It's just, hmm. Now your cameras, no, now I can't hear you at all. You can hear me, but I can't hear you now. <laughs> yeah, now I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this thing's a mess. Okay, try now. Oh, you're muted. It says you are in mute. Oh, there you go. Okay, how are we doing? Perfect, I can hear you. All right, great. So you can hear me now, right? <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're, we're back, baby. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Um, uh, so what we're talking about, um, 
Uh, yeah, you were um, talking. Yeah, let's see, what was I saying? So, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the, 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 like one of the happiest or the funnest days I've had out fishing was with, with going on the hike. Um, but it was like, uh, it was with a group of friends too. That definitely helped because, you know, we were just kind of like, like messing around, having a good time. We, we, uh, the hike itself took maybe like about 30, no, 40 minutes to an hour. And then we fished for like three, three hours and it all, before we knew it, the sun was coming down. So it's one of those things where it's weird because like I, and growing up, I always used to think fishing was boring just, and even though I'd never tried it. Uh, my parents never took me fishing because they weren't outdoorsmen. So um, I always had this bad perception that it was just throwing a bobber out with the worm and waiting for it to be bitten. You do nothing until then. But uh, even recently, I've come to discover that even that for me is kind of fun and I do enjoy it. And especially uh, now that I've gotten more into reading books, when I bait fish, I just read books and I put a little bell on my rod and just wait for that to ring and then boom like and uh what was it uh, this past saturday because i've been on a carp hunt for like the, i don't know the last three weeks finally hooked a carp and like that was the first time seeing my my rod just bent entirely down just, i never realized how how mean carps can really be and uh yeah i was i was trying i was getting it close and i'm like all right cool it's like literally three feet away from the bank i'm like right there but then uh, the rod holder got stuck to the rod, and uh, I, so I had, so I took the entire rod holder with me, and I was barely able to grab it because the rod holder was pretty weird, and I couldn't get proper leverage with the rod. Mm-hmm. But I was trying my best just to set the hook and everything, and it, and then when it was close to the bank, um, and that's when I decided, all right, I think I can try to take the rod off, uh, the rod holder off, and I was busy trying to do that, and all of a sudden it starts fighting again, and it unhooked itself. And I was just like, no, like, and I was just like kicking myself, threw my rod all over the place, and I was just like, damn it. And uh, yeah, but even then, I was still pretty fun. Like, yeah, that. I, I think I, I think I remember the, uh, the day that you're talking about, the day where you had the hike. Yeah. Were Were you like standing on a tree or standing on like a waterfall or something? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've never caught a carp. Fact, fun fact for you. So you and me both. Oh man, uh, I haven't caught. A, obviously, I haven't caught a carp yet, or else you'd see it on Instagram. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I managed to fight one, and oh, it's the toughest fight I've had so far. Uh, just that adrenaline rush, man. Ugh. I once hooked into the back of a spoonbill with a jerk bait. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was like a thirty-pound spoonbill, and I fought it for an hour, and uh, I got it like five, like you said, like five feet from the bank. And uh, what actually happened was I hooked into a lure that was already in the spoonbill's back with my lure, and so oh. when I got it five feet from the bank and it took off again, uh, the lure ripped out of its back. So I all I had was two lures and no fish so dang it's great yeah and i found out that apparently catfish love corn yeah they do what what were you you gonna say you ever watch well first of all that's fishing so i mean you know losing fish is uh, almost as much a part of fishing as catching fish and then uh if you ever watch catfish and carp uh, youtube videos uh he has this you know panko and jello and corn uh concoction he he carp fishes with and he says he catches almost as many catfish with that as he does carp well that's what i'm using <laughs> that, that, yeah. Yeah, i'm using yeah so he uses a uh hair a hair rig do you ever use hair rig yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah like um just do that see, so he I takes like oh you're saying go ahead well he has like a weight like a waffle weight that he puts this mm-hmm. like rolled up dough or whatever that stuff turns out to be and then he just takes that hair rig and puts a piece of corn on it and then sticks it in that dough and then catches fish that way so yeah so i don't have yeah. the yeah i don't have the weight feeder the met like the heavy lead thing but 
This is what I used to basically put the paste on there, the little spiral thing. Then I have my fake corn right here, which, you know, floats. And then I have these little uh, pre-set up hair rigs that I, that, uh, like these okay. are already set up. Yeah. So they I basically just cut off the, well, the part. It doesn't where... look like it's going to be long. No. No, not at all. Uh, well, the good thing is that it ties to the bottom, right? So that, once it ties to the bottom of the little method feeder, it's only like maybe like three or four inches long. And then, I mean, that's more than enough usually just to kind of like stick it back into the dough and then just launching it out there. But I uh, catch a lot of uh, uh, bullheads with those because it's, it's the bullheads that really love the corn. Cause, and I even put a couple kernels on the hook. So they just go for it, and it's like that's why, like you saw that uh, that bullhead catfish with the angle with the you know the fake cork sticking out of its side because it just straight up went for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what's great about fishing is it, it can be almost anything you want. Yeah, one of the things I do um, like is that, I mean, obviously, there's a wrong way to uh, work like a certain type of bait, like in terms of technique. But in terms of how you want to fish, you're free to fish however you want, really. Like, you know, like that's the awesome thing about it. Like, there's very basically almost no way of no bad way of fishing as long as you catch fish, right? As long as you're not, you know, you're not foul hooking them, which tends to happen even with the most experienced anglers. But that's just, like you said, part of the fishing. It happens. You can't really control that a whole lot. Most of the people that I've seen have catching carp, at least the, the ones that the, the accounts that I know of have caught them by accidentally fouling them, not necessarily by targeting them. So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yep. I mean, I'm close. I'm, I'm close to get, catching that carp. I know you are. But yeah. Tag me. Yeah, I mean. Tag me. Tag me when you catch it. Absolutely. And if I catch a catfish bigger than the one, the flathead you caught, I'll definitely tag you on that one as well. I like it. <laughs> You, you know, uh, speaking of that, though, um, lately I've been throwing crappie jigs, like with my ultralight, you know, St. Cory rod that I bought specifically to catch, you know, just slabs of bluegill and, and crappie. But I've been catching a lot more bass on that than I have bluegill and crappie, which is kind of, it's it's not annoying, but it's weird in the sense that that's not what I bought the rods for, and that's not what I bought the tackle for. But like the other day, the same day that I hooked the that I hooked the carp but didn't land them, um, I just I was like, all right, well I, I hear this this place has crappie. I'm just gonna see if I can catch something. I threw this little like tiny one eighth ounce jig with a, a red and white grub, and then all of a sudden I feel like just a thud, like strong thud, and I'm thinking, dang it, it's either a turtle or some kind of tree branch or rock or something, and I'm pulling on it. And all of a sudden, I see the, the line moving around, like it's swimming. And I'm like, oh, okay, I caught something. And it was basically a two-and-a-half-pound bass. And I was just like, dude, like – and the fight of the two-and-a-half-pound bass with ultralight tackle was just fun. So, I mean, I would imagine you've had that yeah, same – Yeah, I, um, I went – yeah, I went fishing in Arizona with this guy. And uh, we went to this lake. And I'm throwing everything I can think of to catch bass, and I'm catching nothing. And he threw, he was throwing like a, I think the trout magnets are 164th ounce trout magnets. And he's throwing trout magnets to catch a fish. And so after his like third bass of catching him on trout magnets, I, I, you know, reluctantly switched over and caught a bass on my first cast. So sometimes you just never know. You know, that's why it's called fishing and not catching, because you just never know what they want. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like that, unfortunately. And, you know, bass are just like people. Sometimes they're very finicky. Sometimes they just don't <laughs> give a crap and they'll go for whatever, you know? Yeah. So I learned, I definitely learned that through my uh, year and plus months of experience fishing. So it's like, because even when it's cold or when it's hot, they're just like us. We don't want to do anything because it's too hot, too cold. So I actually do a lot of my crappie fishing in the winter um, because crappie like to stack up on trees in the winter and they're not so suspended or spread out so I can find mm -hmm. them easier. And that's I'll, I will catch um, a lot of bass on crappie jigs that way too, just like you said. Nice.
Yeah, the the time the few times that I've caught crappie have been on lipless cranks like uh, one fourth ounce or square bills one fourth ounce, and usually I was targeting bass, but then for some reason the crappie have went after it. Now that I'm targeting crappie more specifically, it's now it's the opposite. I'm catching bass and not, I haven't caught a single crappie yet. But uh, what was it yesterday? I think. Uh, I think either a bluegill or a crappie bit into it, and I and I pulled on it. But I was just like, "Oh, if it's a crappie, I have to be really delicate because they have really thin thin mouths and stuff." And it got away from me. I was like, oh, I don't, even, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. fun yep. stuff. But um, so we're about five minutes before the hour mark. Um, this usually this is around the time that I wrap things up. Um, anything that you want to, you know, talk about in the last next two to three minutes, like any final thoughts that you have regarding any topics that we took, that we went over or anything that you want to just share? No, man. I mean, we kind of covered all the bases as far as I think what we wanted to talk about. Um, you know, if you guys are interested in, um, you know, any sort of mental health awareness, especially for vets, uh, veterans fishing, post some stuff sometimes about, uh, you know, the effects in the social societal norms of opioids versus uh, medical marijuana, which I thought was pretty interesting the other day. Day one ambition talks uh, about suicide awareness, uh, specifically um, Brandarius is his name. And he just wrote a book, which I'm uh, going to be purchasing here very soon and reading. And, um, you know, uh, Bass Queen 83 is a friend of ours, and she uh, is an advocate for mental health awareness as well. Lots of good uh, stuff you can find on Instagram if you just look, and uh, I encourage you to do so. You know, it's one of those things that, um, at a minimum, if you go to my page, I just want you to see substance. So... I'm never going to be one of those guys that puts follow dust off fishing as my first uh, comment or boom or pow or guess the weight. I have nothing against those folks, but when you look at my stuff, I want to at least provide you a well thought out caption that has something that provides some sort of substance uh, when you read it. So, and yeah, well said. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, too. I appreciate it. It's been fun. I very much enjoyed it. No, thank you for coming on. Uh, like I said, uh, before we started this poc- uh, this episode, is that I, I definitely, you were you were one of the people that I had in mind to come on the show. Uh, Bass Queen is another person I do want to bring. I, I, I didn't know that she was so passionate like, until you just told me about, you know, mental health. I didn't know she was so passionate about that, but I definitely wanted to bring her on as well. And uh, I'm just, you know, I think after you, I have... Um, another mental health advocate and he ties in fly fishing with mental health. So, uh, you know, I'm going to keep the conversations coming and it's not really going to be uh, fishing related always, you know, cause this is equal parts outdoors and equal parts mental health, but I'm going to do my best to keep the conversation rolling in any, you know, any capacity that I feel like they, they definitely need more attention. And, uh, you know, I always appreciate, you know, you, you know, you coming on and definitely would love to have you on again. Um, and to your point about like, posting substance it's kind of the same thing for me and like you know it's not that we're trying to diss anybody but you know we have different purposes with what we're you know with our profiles you know it's not mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like you know throwing shade or anything like that so like it's the same thing that i kind of i'm trying to strive for like the whole thing with like if a caption can make somebody think or laugh you know that's a bare minimum i've done my job there um if it can provide if the post itself can provide some kind of distraction for whatever stress they have even better, you know, and, uh, or inspired, of course, that's the ultimate goal, but yeah. And basically the only final thought that I would say, um, how to piggyback off this whole entire conversation is that make sure that, uh, you consume social media. We talked about Instagram because again, uh, that's how we met and, um, and all types of social media consume responsibly. Uh, you know, it's all about like knowing what to consume and what to kind of just put down and everything. And if you need a break, take me, don't, don't hesitate to take one. So, but uh, really quick. Um, so well is, is Instagram the only thing that you have in terms of social media or where else, where else can people find you? Yeah. So uh, I do have a YouTube, same dust off uh, fishing. Easy to find me there. I just have a link in my bio for all my 
you know, stuff and products and YouTubes and all that stuff. So, uh, Facebook's private right now. Uh, haven't really branched off into Facebook or TikTok, but I think, you know, depending on how I feel about TikTok, I may move over into that, uh, at some point too. Um, seems like the algorithm really likes TikTok videos in Instagram. So I may have to do that just out of necessity as far as, you know, um, reach, but yeah, just the, uh, YouTube and the Instagram right now. And, um, I've got a list of companies that I support and can check those out there too. So. Awesome. Perfect. Well, that's wraps up this episode. Um, Again, Brandon, thanks a lot for coming on. Um, the people that are still listening and watching, thank you for sticking around, including, you know, especially with the technical difficulties that we had. But um, I appreciate you guys listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. And we'll see you guys soon. Uh, Brandon, really quick, thanks, just Al. stay on before when I stop the recording. Okay. All right. See you guys.